approve thyself before you improve the, uh, your health. Yes. And so for me, the learning experience through Miami and my whole journey around really just seeing health through the lens of physical fitness um, and how my body looked was to really do a lot of um, uh, rebuilding the relationship with myself. And so approving myself, who I am right now and where I'm at in my life, um, I, I, instead of getting caught up in what I often call the whole self-improvement movement, right? This, this, this idea that we can always improve, 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 and that we should at times want to improve, improve, improve. Welcome to Redefining Reality, where we live at the intersection of wellness, business, and the birth of a global tribe. So relax your body-mind, open your heart, and recognize that we are the ones we've been waiting for. What is going on, my people? Beautiful people, powerful people. Brian Hardy here checking in. It has been a long while. I have to start off and say I'm sorry. I am sorry for letting the podcast slip and not giving you guys notice. You deserve better. And it's been a very interesting time. I don't want to sound like I'm making excuses. Although... April and into May was a very, very interesting time with technological issues, communication breakdowns, um, all kinds of weird stuff going on. And uh, a lot of that, I think, was tied up with the astrological cycles, you know, take it or, or leave it. There is a lot going on in the stars that affects us down here. And a lot was just, you know, me personally... Uh, feeling a bit overwhelmed with life and with work and with a few different things and having to put the podcast on the back burner. And uh, I'm sorry for not letting you guys know what was going on and just sort of leaving you hanging for all these weeks. So I hope you will accept my apology. I hope you are still tuned in and in going to enjoy the future episodes that come out as they do because there's going to be some great ones. And there's likely going to be some restructuring of this whole thing and maybe a new project in the works, which you will find out about when the time is right. But all that said, thank you for being here. Thank you for being you. Thank you for making it through that brutal winter. I mean, in Toronto, it was only like three weeks ago that the whole city was covered in ice. Maybe that was, maybe it was a month ago now, but the whole city was covered in ice and we had trees going down, power outages. It was it was mayhem. It was absolute mayhem, and uh, really helped me to respect the seasons and to respect the power of nature. And I have been on a bit of a whirlwind. Most recently, I was in Maine doing a foraging intensive with Arthur Haynes at the Delta Institute, which was phenomenal. 
just a great time of community and learning and wild edibles and hiking around and learning about ancestral cultures and how they were so connected. They were so connected and they were so tapped in and they were so wise when it came to how to live in balance on the earth and how to be self-sufficient within your community on the landscape. Truly inspiring stuff. And uh, this year I already know is going to be my biggest year yet for wild foraging, for fishing, for hunting, for reconnecting to my food in a very visceral, very experiential way. And uh, if you're in Toronto, keep on the lookout for some excursions, we'll call them, little foraging excursions into various parks and areas around the city because that is definitely going to happen and it would be fantastic to have you join me in our little small group uh, foraging adventures. So that's a bit of that. Before that, I was at Paleo FX. And if you follow me on Instagram, uh, if you don't follow me on Instagram, please do so. I'm at Brian Hardy 7 That's Brian with a Y, Hardy7. And that's where you'll find more consistent updates in terms of what's going on and where I'm at and what's happening. And so about uh, end, of, end of April, I was down in Austin, Texas for Paleo FX. And that was a very fruitful time of connecting with awesome people in the health and wellness space and sharing my gifts and just figuring out new products, new brands to partner with. Um, we got some new partners for the uh, Michigan Retreat, which is coming up in two short weeks. Very exciting stuff. The end of May, May 25th to 28th, me and Blake Bowman of Gorillas and Fitness are throwing it down in North Michigan. And we've still got a couple spots left. So if you want to escape to beautiful nature and be surrounded and uh, just immersed in holistic health and fitness and nutrition for the days of the 25th, 6th, 7th, and ending on the 28th, then definitely reach out to me ASAP and we'll talk about details and see if it's a fit for having you join us because it's going to be amazing. Truly, I mean... There's nothing like this going on. There's no retreats that I've seen, no experiences that I've seen that are going to merge all of the different aspects that we will be merging. So hit me up on any of the socials or email if you want to talk about that because we would love, absolutely love to have you. A few other things I want to share before we get into the interview for today. And that is that one of my favorite companies which you will have heard of if you've been listening for any time, is Perfect Keto. Perfect Keto. They make some of the best ketone uh, salts and ketogenic diet and lifestyle enhancing products. The Keto Collagen and MCT Oil Powder are two of my favorites that I travel with, that I put in my coffee, I put in my bone broth, I put in my mushroom teas. Just to really, you know, get more quality fats energizing fats and quality proteins into my system in a super convenient way. And they have just launched this week. So at the time of recording, this is the week of the 14th of May. And this is going to last until the 21st of May. And they've just launched a nootropic product, which I'll read some of the ingredients here because it's quite the formulation. It's almost like, you know, Perfect Keto and Qualia had a baby and, you know, this is the result in a food form. So 
what do we have here? We have quite a lot going on. It's it's flavored with cocoa powder and stevia, so it's going to have a chocolatey taste. But in terms of the you know medicinal active ingredients, we've got phosphatidylserine, we've got ginkgo biloba, great for the brain, alpha-lipoic acid, and insulin sensitivity support, liver support. We've got some L-theanine, which is going to bring that alpha brainwave activation. They've got some bacopa, cat's claw, green tea leaf, algal DHA. We've got uh, choline precursors. We got the ketone salts. We got the collagen and the MCT oil powder. So they've put like all the best stuff into this formula. Keto Nootropic is the name of the product, and it is on sale for twenty percent off this first week. So if you're looking for some chocolatey, ketogenic, uh, boosting lifestyle enhancing goodness then uh, click on through the link in my instagram bio you'll see the little button there to uh, go and save yourself 20 percent off of the uh, keto nootropic so that is very exciting very very exciting then as always we've got audible on the podcast one of my favorite services on the internet and I'm re-listening to a book by Jordan Peterson, 12 Rules for Life. I cannot recommend this book enough. And the teachings of this man have been so influential for me and for a lot of my friends and colleagues um, because he just, you know, he knows what he's talking about and he backs it up with evidence that uh, just makes a lot of sense and brings a lot of um, clarity and inner peace in my experience. So go on over to audibletrial.com forward slash Brian Hardy. Get yourself a free month of Audible service and get the free audio book. And I, like I said, I'm recommending 12 Rules for Life by Jordan B. Peterson, which is a phenomenal, phenomenal book. And that is all I have to say for ads, right? If you know, you probably know the usuals, right? If you need some medicinal mushrooms or herbal goodies in your life, then Vitaging is the place to go. And actually, I could actually speak to a few products from Vitaging because I have needed to use them. So when I was in Maine, there was a lot of ticks. And ticks can carry Lyme disease and other infections that you do not want. And I had heard in a Rewild Yourself podcast that was all about Lyme and treating it holistically with herbs with Stephen Herod Buner. I'll link to that in the show notes over at uh, brianhardy.ca forward slash TJ, which is where today's show notes will be. And um, they talk about astragalus. This is an herbal extract that you can use preventatively to uh, prevent the spirochetes, the spirochete bacteria um, from infiltrating your system. And so because I was in Maine and because uh, I didn't have ticks bite me and get a blood meal, which is usually what they have to have have happened for you to get any sort of infection but I did have some ticks on my body and I just feel better taking the astragalus uh, proactively so I've been doing that daily and really enjoying um, the flavor which is very complimentary to a lot of the drinks that I make as well as the effects the subtle energizing effects it's you know it's an adaptogen and it's an immune supporter um, and I'm really feeling that and, you know, given that we just came through this long winter and it's now springtime, you know, you want those fresh greens and you want those bitters in your system. 
for the internal cleansing and the letting go of the toxins that we accumulated over the winter when we were more sedentary, when we maybe weren't sweating as much, when we were maybe eating heavier foods. So it's springtime. Time to move all that through. Time to feel good and light and be active and sweat and get sunshine all over your body and uh, just keep moving forward and making this life as good as you can make it. So that's it for my preamble. Um, we're just over 10 minutes here. Wow, uh, that's a little bit of a long one. I hope you, I hope this has been valuable to you. And if not, you can always skip ahead to the interview. That is totally an option. You do not have to listen to me drone on about the products that I love and the things that help this podcast. Although I appreciate it when you do. And I even more appreciate it when you go and uh, purchase through some of these links and uh, support the podcast that way and support your health, right? Invest in thyself and invest in your health. That's the best investment you could ever make, in my humble opinion. Anyways, getting on with the show. Today, I've got TJ Anderson. I'm going to tell you more about him in just a moment, but he has written a really cool book called The Art of Health Hacking. Very cool book. A book that, you know, honestly, I feel like um, if I were to write a book, it would come out somewhat similar to this book because we are so on the same page in terms of various experiences, various paradigms, practices, um, lifestyle, you know, advice, like uh, supplements, different ways to hack your body and your mind. Um, And so it was really cool to dive into this thing. And to support one of my fellow bio slash health hackers on the path with this work of love that he has put together. And in the episode, we talk a lot a, a lot about his journey, right? His personal journey through the world of modeling and how that created uh, sort of body dysmorphia, body overly critical, judging himself um, and disordered eating um, and sort of cycles of party and workout and eat and party and work out and trying to get leaner and more ripped and more jacked to you know please the cameras and please the modeling agencies and just this really you know insidious cycle that he got caught on that i think a lot of us get caught on in one way or another so we talk about that we talk about self-compassion and why he prefers to approve yourself before you improve your health which is a really cool idea We also talk about spirituality, how that ties into all this. We talk about genetic testing and a whole lot more. So sit back, enjoy this episode with my buddy TJ. Uh, Take notes, check out the show notes again over at brianhardy.ca forward slash TJ. And thank you for being here and for tuning in and for redefining reality in your own way because it all makes a difference and it all has an impact. And, uh, you know, the world is a crazy place these days. The world is a crazy place. You know, people are blowing themselves up. People are running each other over with vehicles. That happened in Toronto not that long ago. You got, you know, these got these frustrated, angry people that are lashing out at the world and that just, uh, they need love and they need connection. So, Whatever you can do to foster that in your sphere of influence is much appreciated so that we can all make it through this thing together, right? And find a better, more sustainable path forward. Because if we don't, then, uh, you know, the future could get pretty grim. And not to put a damper on this podcast, 
But I'm just being real with y'all. And I know you appreciate that. And I know that's why you listen. So thank you again. Enjoy this episode. Get your health hacking on. And I'll talk to you soon. Be well. Welcome back, my friends, to another episode of Redefining Reality. Today is going to be a good one because on the call, I've got my friend TJ Anderson. And TJ is a health hacker, a clinical health coach, a educator, speaker, newly minted author with this awesome book that we're going to dive into, and all-around badass when it comes to biohacking and getting the most out of your life. So TJ, thank you for being here, my friend. Hey, Brian, it is an honor and a pleasure, my friend. I know we've been talking about this for a while now and excited to jam with you here for the next hour. Likewise, likewise. And it's so cool when I see, you know, friends of mine putting their heart and their soul into a work and then it comes in the mail and I can dive into it. And there's something really special here. And the more I dig into it, the more I'm just like, man, this dude is on point because you're covering all the sides um, when it comes to a really holistic paradigm. Um, And so we're going to dig into a bunch of that. We'll dig into sort of, you know, favorite hacks and, and, you know, practices and things of yours. But before we get into all that, I want to pull it back a little bit and dive into a bit of, a bit of your story and a bit of, you know, how you came to be uh, writing this book and, uh, really redefining health, right? Diving deeper, diving beyond the surface. And if we could start back where you start in the book, which was a few years ago when you were modeling and doing a bunch of practices and having your focus more on the physical. And I would love to have you just sort of break down, you know, that context and, and some of that experience and, um, you know, how that propelled you forward. Mm. You bet. As they say, we all have different uh, impetus impetuses for our happenings in life. And the impetus for this book that you've uh, mentioned, The Art of Health Hacking, really kind of uh, came as a result of the experience from modeling. So rewind four years ago, 2014. Um, And I had decided after meeting with a modeling agency in Des Moines, Iowa, that I'd give uh, this, this whole modeling kind of career as a a try. Uh, And I grew up having my parents tell me I should get into modeling my whole life. And, and now at this point, so I was uh, 24 and I met a photographer in church. And so she connected with me, me with an agency in Des Moines, Iowa Yes, I'm from Iowa of all places. And so you're probably wondering, oh, what's the modeling industry like in Iowa? Well, we don't do a lot of farm magazines and make a lot of models, uh, celebrities from from local farm photo shoots. I had to move to Miami, Florida to kind of mm. get get a taste of, my, of modeling. So I, I, I moved to South Beach. So local Iowa boy moves to South Beach, Florida and to explore a career in modeling and i honestly thought modeling you know would serve as a platform for me to spread my mission of healthy living with the world uh, i had recently became a uh, you know and been been trained in uh different health coaching programs i went through a group fitness certification actually an insanity so i was an insanity group fitness instructor 
And so um, I, I moved to Miami with the idea that I could continue to, to spread, you know, my newfound passion for, for health and fitness with the world. Uh, and and uh, instead, it really just woke me up in my own life and was uh, the impetus of a lot of healing in my life. I, I basically thought I, you know, would make some good side money. I was building my online health coaching practice at the same time. And, uh, but instead I ran into a lot of financial stress, didn't get a lot of work in the modeling industry and, and actually fell down kind of a rabbit hole of perfection mindset around, you know, really trying to achieve the, the perfect physical body and my definition of health. Um, even though I knew deep down inside was beyond the physical, I couldn't escape that, like, that, that reality of that it's all about the physical with modeling. And, and ultimately my six pack wasn't good enough for the cameras. <laughs> you know, my, my, my modeling agent would constantly tell me like, Oh, you need to, you need to get tighter. You need, need, need to get tighter you need to get more fit. Like all of this stuff. It was never good enough, never good enough. And uh, you know, I had some really unhealthy experiences down there. Um, so four months in Miami, come back to the Midwest and decided to take a break from modeling. Um, they actually wanted to send me to Asia to do more modeling. And I was like, no, no, this, this, that doesn't sound right. It doesn't feel right. And mm -hmm. I moved back to Des Moines and went through a lot of my own healing and, you know, decided to take a break from alcohol. I really partied my ass off too much down in South beach. So I started a 30 day, no alcohol challenge. Uh, I went through a, a heart opening ceremony of all things in Kansas city, Missouri of all places. Um, and with a shaman present. And so, so, you know, I, I really kind of, it was a bounce back kind of for me to, to heal and recover from that experience. Um, and led me to realize I'm called to evolve my own definition of health. And thus the book was born. Mm, I love it. I love it. And before I move on, I want to just dig in a little bit more because you describe in the book, um, you know, the cycles, the cycles of being, you know, get caught up in the nightlife. And then the next day it's like, okay, now I'm going to work this all off and like train out train the lifestyle. And like, I wonder if you could just sort of, you know, if you can put yourself back there and like, what was that like to be in that, uh, almost like a prison, I would imagine. And I think a lot of people listening might identify with similar patterns, whether it's, you know, getting stressed out and then eating and then, you know, purging and some sort of, eat, you know, disordered eating. Like, I wonder if yeah. you could just describe that in a bit more depth. Sure, man. Yeah. Oh man. You're going to get me choked up here. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I appreciate the question. I, I love the question. And uh, so from here and you're out, you're kind of wondering about the idea of like one side of the coin, like partying like crazy, you know, uh, abusing alcohol at times and then needing to work that off the next day with, with physical fitness. And yeah. So, I mean, um, uh, not every day was a, was a two a day for me, but, but a lot of days were of different workouts. Um, and, um, and it was, uh, kind of this, this whole, this idea that like, I, I understand that it was, well, 
for me at the time, it was nutrition and fitness, nutrition and fitness, nutrition and fitness. So I was, I was really building so much perfection around that, that I lost sight of my emotional health and listening to my body and getting enough high quality restorative sleep. And, you know, I, I uh, got caught up in, in the fun, the amount of play that can happen really every single day, whenever and wherever you want to down in that, in that area uh, of, of Miami and South Beach. And, and, and so, you know, there were, there were times I was also in the, in the, I was just starting to experiment with fasting. So intermittent fasting, mm. um, uh, Brad, uh, Pilon from eat, stop, eat was, you know, someone that I was learning from and really starting to experiment with, uh, just, just taking intentional breaks from, from eating, um, which intermittent fasting done in the right way um, and with the right roots, so the right intentions, the roots create the fruit, um, and can be very healthy, right? As, as you and I both know, right? This, this, uh, the power of intermittent fasting. Um, but I was mostly doing it um, to, to just, you know, get a better body and, and, and burn fat. Um, and so, Fasting mixed with, um, you know, not the healthiest eating patterns um, and, you know, working out to, to change, change my body and, and, and look better so that I felt better about myself because the better you feel about yourself in front of the camera, the better you'll look. And so it was this, this whole kind of like intention of, of improving myself every single minute and then and then not having a not having a, a chance to like uh basically not be judged for my body um you know consistently in my mind always being judged as based on my physical body and how i looked and which was ironic because my whole life you know because i was you know blessed with decent looks that i was often judged for my looks um and and so here I was like living out, you know, these past stories in my life and I, I almost had to for them to come to light for me to like create awareness around and heal. And so. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I had a, I had tons of fun in South Beach. Don't get me wrong. It, it was like a it's like a it was like a. Uh, a spring break vacation that lasted about three or four months. <laughs> but uh, I was thankful to wake up during the experience and and. And, um, and, uh, yeah, and, you know, I never really had thankfully any like really what could be deemed unhealthy, like really unhealthy. Like I never did any sort of like purging or, you know, I don't know you eating disorder can be described all on a spectrum, right? I, I felt right. like my eating was disordered, uh, but I wouldn't place myself in like a box of like a certain type. Yeah. Uh, but I did have definitely have some um, some body body image issues going on at the time for sure. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I'm I'm seeing more and more. I think it's pretty damn common these days, particularly in our our industry, right, of health and wellness and self improvement, and you know, people being um, extremely mindful about what they're putting in and uh, how active they're being, and it can quickly. For myself, you know, in the past, it has become um, become quite a sneaky little thing that sort of creeps in. And the next thing I know, and I, I'm more of a stress eater, 
right? Um, or not eater, right? Um, and just recognizing that, you know, this is a real thing that people are dealing with. And given our landscape of nutritional choices and how poor they are in many places, um, it's just, it's, yeah, I like to just bring awareness to that so people can you know, let themselves off the hook um, for trying to be perfect or trying to, you know, hit some preconceived ideal of what the optimal diet has to be. Um, totally. Which, which I love that you get into that. And uh, speaking of said heart opening ceremony, I love the, the subtitle for that chapter, which I believe is approve before improve. And yes. Yes. So potent, so potent, right? Um, yeah, it was, yeah, totally. So, so that, that chapter, uh, you know, early on the book was describing the healing after Miami and, and, um, uh, so I believe it's titled, what's your story? Um, approve thyself before you improve, the, uh, your health. Yes. And so for me, the learning experience through Miami and my whole journey around, really just seeing health through the lens of physical fitness um, and how my body looked was to really do a lot of um, uh, rebuilding the relationship with myself. And so approving myself, who I am right now and where I'm at in my life, um, I, I, instead of getting caught up in what I often call the whole self-improvement movement, right? This, 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 idea that we can always improve 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 and that we should at times want to improve 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 is quite unhealthy and at least it was for me and so you know this chapter i really explored the practices that i was experimenting with when i came back home to iowa and and a lot of those were around self-compassion so i actually uh, thankfully, you know, learned about a, uh, you know, a, a book uh, on self-compassion from one of the top leaders in self-compassion, uh, Dr. Kristen Neff, uh, who I mentioned reference a lot in the book. Uh, and, and the whole self-esteem movement in our world um, was kind of created um, to help support people with their relationship with themselves, right? And, and a lot of times to have it be used in education settings, right? For our next generation and children, like, oh, how do we help them with their self-esteem? And she completely took a different look at this and, and to look at self-esteem in contrast to self-compassion and how maybe self-compassion is more of a loving um, supportive energy to it uh, as opposed to always building up the self as being good enough. Um, it's really just kind of giving yourself a break uh, and loving yourself anyway. So, so I find, yeah, I found a lot now through my work these last three or four years um, in the health coaching space um, about the importance of, you know, while you're looking to make a change or have an idea for improving an area of your health or your life, that at the same time, while you're having awareness of the, the value of improving, to not lose sight of the value of approving. Like it's, it's like this both and at the same time, 
right? Mm. It's like, oh, I'm great right now. And I'm going to, you know, try to get a little bit better by doing this. And this is a value. And, um, but I'm still great where I'm at right now. Like that, uh, that's a very more loving, empowering um, place to come from, especially when you're looking to, to make improvements and changes is when you have those foundational roots about like how you approve of yourself right now and that you're not making the change or looking to improve because you don't feel like, that, like you're good enough. You're doing it because of a different reason, uh, because of the value of, of growth and, and how by, by growing, you might be helping to serve something greater than yourself. Uh, and so that's kind of uh, uh, what I believe is important for people when they're looking to make health changes. Yeah, man. So important. So important. And I just had this vision as you were saying that about wanting to like walk through a gym with a t-shirt that says like already a masterpiece (laughs) or something (laughs) like that, or like plaster that on the walls everywhere. Um, Cause I I just see it so much as people, you can, you can tell, right. They're just agonizing over how they're looking in the mirror or whatever in their selfies or whatever the thing is, whatever the comparison vehicle of choice is. Mm-hmm. It's uh, so toxic. So, so toxic. And often, <laughs> often when I talk about this stuff, it's like, you know, and I still see it this way. And I, I hope we're moving in this direction that as we create more holistically healthy humans, our, our, our current economy is going to have to completely transform because it's so dependent on us feeling not enough and then, you know, making purchasing decisions accordingly. And that's exactly. (laughs) Yeah. It's a very sort of, you know, out there sort of thing. I'm sure you see a lot of that. Um, But it's just, uh, you know, indicative of, of how deep this all goes, right. And how, how how profoundly it's impacted. And and also in our current like health and wellness space, right. This, this, this whole marketplace of, of biohacking and, and a lot of, uh, you know, I, you know, I both, I think we met at a biohacking event, right? Was it Bulletproof Biohacking Conference? That was it. And it's actually yeah. funny. The, the, the photo that you have on page 40 getting zapped by the new fit. <laughs> I believe I'm like standing just off a of frame there. Cause I distinctly remember <laughs> that scene. So yeah, that was in 2016. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So so that whole uh, the 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 biohacking movement, uh, anything really, anything that has different energies to it, you know, and uh, meaning like many different types of movements um, can project um, like that you're not good enough, and that there are. Like, like, like it's all about change and improving, improving, getting better, getting better. Um, but the, then there's also um, aspects of each movement that, that um, where people come off with different energies to be more supportive and empowering and loving. But I found more often than not in, in that, um, you know, the biohacking space that there is this, this, this culture of like, like not being good enough, um, you know, and like always focusing on like the quantified self, you know, so that's one of the topics I kind of unpack in the book is this idea of the qualitative self, uh, right? So, you know, more of the things that uh, we can't uh, measure as much. Uh, I think it was Einstein who says, uh, uh, 
uh, sometimes um, the most important things uh, to be, I'm going to butcher this. It's in the book. <laughs> a lot of times what, what matters can't be measured. Uh, and, and what, uh, is measured doesn't matter mm-hmm. much. Right. <laughs> so whether that's how much you weigh on a scale, um, you know, it's more important to, uh, connect with how you feel when you're looking at yourself in the mirror than, than the number on the scale. Uh, so yeah, the qualitative self is is something I definitely uh, unpack in the book, and and so yeah, man, um, I forgot that that's where we met. You were right next to that uh, photo. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, and it was a great, great conversation. Were you actually there last year? Yeah, yeah. No, I think I've been uh, for the last three years. Yep. Yeah, I was only there this last year for one day. Um, okay. Okay. Well, we yeah. missed each other then. Yep. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, good times, good times. And I love the conference. I love the movement. You know, this is not to, not to hate on any of that, but it's just to be aware of that mindset. Right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Keep it in balance. Exactly, man. You bet. Okay. And then in terms of, I mean, there's so many areas we could dive in on this. And I really just appreciate the, the, the balanced approach that you've taken to it. And I want to dive a bit deeper into the, um, you know, what you, what you talk about in terms of the spirituality component. Um, because I find that along with the self-compassion and along with, you know, the qualitative uh, approach to life that, that spiritual practice, you know, oftentimes goes hand in hand with that. And, seeing i know for myself it's been having a spiritual practice and having a you know a bigger understanding of my place within this giant beautiful creation that uh, sort of gives me the fuel to push through and to keep going and to and to and to to do you know the deeper work because if there's nothing bigger than us then you know, it can be pretty uh, uninspiring to to want to keep you know moving forward on your mission when 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 roadblocks come up and when things come up. And in terms of you know how you uh, relate to that in your own life or how you see that you know integrated with clients, what's what's the approach that you take? Hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a a great topic to, to chat on. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so spirituality relationship with the divine God, higher power, what have you, right? Everyone might feel called to uh, approach the topic and use different language to uh, oftentimes kind of get to similar or the same meanings. Right. And, and so for me personally, um, I grew up uh, Catholic and um, still love aspects of the Catholic Church and uh, consider myself to be a um, uh, a very um, connect, like I feel very connected with with Christianity and uh, and I also um, definitely love just the idea of uh, full on empowerment around people like empowering people to just create their own relationship with God and, and uh, 
to kind of go down that that path on their own and and less about these dogmatic sorts of ways of like you have to do this or that with all these rules and and um uh yeah so i, I there's a book that really moved mountains for me in terms of my relationship with god um and it was a book called interviewed by god i i you know read lots of you know books and you know, grew up, I went to Catholic church or Catholic school growing up. And so I definitely had quite the background in, in schooling and, and just being around different content related to, to spirituality and religion and God, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this, this book really was cool because it was written uh, from the author's perspective of having a conversation with God, interviewed by God. I actually met the author. Uh, in San Diego. And it's a beautiful book because it allows you to put yourself uh, in the author's shoes and also in your own shoes while like modeling off mm. of how the author communicated with God and the relationship with God. And, and it's really cool. So uh, and, like, first off, like that's a book I definitely suggest people to explore if they're looking to continue to explore their own relationship with God in, in a way that's, that's, uh, you know, non-denominational and, and uh, you know, more empowering and loving. Uh, and, and so that's definitely, that's definitely one. And, and um, but also a book called Integral Christianity. So there is a, um, a philosophy, uh, a, a, uh, a movement called Integral, Integral Theory. So inter, Integral mm-hmm. Theory, um, Integral Philosophy, um, founding fathers, one of which being Ken Wilber. Uh, there's a book that one of his colleagues, um, Paul Smith, wrote that looks that takes integral theory, which is this. Um, I, I I can't give it justice in terms of explaining all the details of it, but it it's a you know a way to look at the world and yourself through both subjective and objective experiences through this kind of four quadrant model. And so Paul Smith, the author of integral Christianity uses integral theory um, in terms of the Bible and Christianity. And just has, as Jesus um, came and evolved the church, as we learn in the Bible, we too are called to evolve our own relationship with God and, and, and allow that to be, you know, an empowering evolving sort of experience over time. So anyway, so those are a couple books that first that have, have made a big difference for me uh, in terms of evolving my relationship with God and spirituality. And, uh, but in terms of working with clients, you know, it's, it's, I guess if it's a topic that they're interested in talking about first off, first and foremost, then like that's, then we'll start from there. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily like always lead with that in terms of like a, you know, a health hacking program. Um, you know, I, I like to infuse, uh, the heart and the spirituality, um, at times, but, but, uh, you know, it's, it can be a really a sensitive topic at times. So yeah, I let, I, uh, I love, I love bringing it up though and asking the, the tough questions about how people relate to God and what's their past experience of, you know, God, religion, spirituality, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause a lot of times that can just, that can create, it can unlock a lot of healing um, with yourself, with family members, you know, parents, et cetera. Uh, and also just with 
uh, the divine and, and, and growing your view and definition and experience of the divine and, and what the divine means to you and, and um, you know, and uh, really kind of seeing and, and connecting uh, with God through others, right? As a, as a really, as a really powerful uh, way to deepen human relating as well. Um, uh, so that's, uh, that's kind of my, my, my uh, two cents on, on those topics as it relates to this, this health, this health uh, conversation and working with clients on it. But uh, yeah, yeah how does that land for you? I guess, what, what's your take on it? I mean, I love it. I love it. And I'm, I'm really intrigued to check out those books. I mean, I was raised in a Christian church, right? And spent most of my, up until I guess late teen years in that culture. And I definitely, you know, similarly feel connected to it and love a lot about it, but I've taken a recontextualization to it, a more expanded perspective. Um, And in revisiting it, I find... Um, I find not only that there's this real clear in myself, a desire to create almost like a new version of church Mm. for young people, for people that are called to something bigger or called to community or called to pray and sing and move and dance and chant. It's not necessarily just like a yogi type of thing, but that, that is more integrative and is more, um, you know, unity focused. Right. I'm really seeing in my lives and the yeah. lives of people these days that now more than ever, we really need community to get through, you know, the challenges that are facing us as, as a culture, as you know, on a, on a local level, on a planet level. Um, and that by updating, you know, these ancient practices and these ways of being, we can find a path forward that, that makes sense and that feels good. And that, um, nourishes that side of us that I feel if, if we don't nourish it, right? If we're like spiritually deficient, then we're never going to be our fullness. We're never going to be our, our most whole and healthy selves. Um, and it's funny because I actually was giving a talk a couple hours ago to the seniors group at my parents' church, all about treating the body as the Lord's temple. And mm. you know, in, 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 in alignment with that, uh, balancing blood sugar, you know, so some basics around that. And it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And it, uh, yeah, they really enjoyed it. And I infused sort of spirit and some Christian ideals and things. And it was a good time. That's beautiful, man. Yeah, my mom always says that, you know, about uh, the body is, is our temple. Uh, and that's, that's cool to, to hear you describe. Uh, yeah, I, I, we're tracking. We're on the same page. The evolving our definition of, of church. Yeah. We, so you mentioned unity and community. Mm-hmm. Our church um, that we go to here in Boulder, Colorado is actually called uh, unity. Uh, number one. And number two, we didn't go this last weekend. Um, so uh, uh, the other day on, on Sunday and uh, it was, uh, it happened to be earth day. We uh, went for a hike instead. And so I believe there's ways to experience God and church outside of the four walls of quote unquote church. Uh, and that that is a lot more empowering, um, and, and, uh, expansive than only being able to connect with God and the divine, uh, 
in in a in an actual physical space that that's called church. So that's that's uh, I definitely love what you're saying there. Um, there was a a piece of this book that I mentioned, the Inner Book Christianity, mm-hmm. that uh, I did want to uh, touch on here. It was a quote um, that I mentioned in my book that Paul Smith said of his own personal evolution around spirituality. He said for most of his life, he had believed that he was a human being on a spiritual journey. Now he believes he's a spiritual being on a human journey. Mm. And so that takes a different approach, right? It allows us to see ourselves first and foremost as spiritual beings, that we are spirit, right? That we're, that you know, we're human and we're, we're spirit on, on a, a human journey, right? If, if we believe whatever we want to believe around, you know, what, what comes next and uh, after this life. So that, that was a really powerful reframe for me. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, this is a great book. He, he goes on to like talk about the different types of prayer, like connecting versus being prayer. He looks at how like Jesus was a mystic and how we're called to reconnect with mystical experiences, uh, in our own life. Um, and, and just as Jesus did in the Bible. So, so, um, yeah, that's, uh, those are a couple of highlights from, from that book. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. I have uh, fantasies about preaching on a Sunday morning and getting everyone doing, you know, like intense breath work or like Kundalini yoga breath style breath work and like drinking cacao and, you know, just, just creating a totally altered state on a Sunday morning um, for people that probably have never experienced that. But totally, uh, man. I love that. <laughs> That's, mm. That, that is uh that would definitely be a way to give people new experiences uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. for them to, to, to try out. That, that's great stuff. Mm-hmm. And then moving on from there, I want to take us a little bit more into the actual health side of things and, and pick your brain on, um, you know, uh, the nutrition and the, and the supplementation and some of the biohacking. And, and in particular, I'd like to start with genetics as this is an area that's becoming more and more popular. You know, we've got 23andMe, people are, people are using that, that service and other services um, and getting, you know, this customized uh, approach to their own health and wellness. And I wonder if there's particular, um, you know, either SNPs or uh, supplements related to said genetic variants that you've seen to be, you know, um, common in in clinical practice, or that you think are sort of worth investigating for the average person that wants to, you know, dive into that a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, wondering about so talking about genetics, like what what might be some main focus areas for people to consider. yeah so let's let's say let's yeah. say like detox so if someone is you know interested in oh, how's my detox doing or am it's my are my enzymes and am i producing the right enzymes and and that sort of thing um what might be or what in your experience has been sort of you know worthwhile or or sort of the most bang for your buck or that someone could implement, right? Say it's a supplement, adding something in, implement with, with very little risk of any sort of downside. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great question. Sure thing. So, well, uh, so you mentioned uh, 23andMe. So that that is one of maybe a few services that allows someone to get <clears throat> their full raw genetic data. So uh, raw data, I, I say from the sense of it's not always the easiest to make sense of. So as I experience in my lifestyle and, and mentioned in the book, that uh, depending on what service you go through to get genetic testing, um, you might want to consider using multiple services because, uh, for example, with 23andMe, they don't help you necessarily make sense of all of that information. Mm-hmm. So, so for those of you listening, yeah, I mean, if people are interested in doing 23andMe or have already done it, um, a key next step is to find a third-party application to make sense of all that information. And, and I highlight that in uh, my chapter, uh, chapter 11 in my book is titled Measure What Matters, Advanced Blood Testing and Hacking Your Genetics. So, um, so yeah, that, that, that's a quick, quick point, quick point um, right there is that um, you, it might, you might need to be using different services. So, so, I, so I use 23andMe myself. And then I uploaded that raw data into a third-party application. There's a couple of them. There's several. Uh, Sterling's app is the name of one from mthfrsupport.com. And I'll come back to mthfr in a second. Geneticgenie.org. Uh, I really like them. In fact, that, uh, that's uh, a service that I provide a screenshot of actually my own <laughs> genetic mutations uh, in my book. Um, so, uh, live well is another one. So, and then step, the next step is to actually like review it, do your research and get expert feedback. So for example, um, one of, uh, uh, well, I think a key thing to say right now is that, you know, um, gene hacking. So, so understanding our genes and then optimizing them nutritionally, lifestyle and supplement wise. Um, is, is growing like wildfire and for good reason. Uh, we're at a point now where we are able to really get super customized and personalized with our own nutrition, supplement, and overall self-care strategy in our life, right? And so um, uh, early on in the book, I talk about uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton's work uh, in terms of uh, understanding that our genes uh, aren't they don't like rule or run our future right they, they're only our tendency and that just because you have a cancer gene doesn't mean it has to be turned on mm-hmm. it's your lifestyle and environment that can turn on said gene and that is a body of science known as um, epigenetics or genetic expression um, and so it's the lifestyle and environment that really impacts how your genes are expressed so that's, uh, yeah, so Biology of Belief is Bruce Lipton's, one of his uh, well-known books. And so I, I definitely mentioned that early on in my book. But yeah, it's chapter 11 is when I explain my own experience, hacking my own genetics. Um, so I've learned through my experience that I have a few key genetic mutations uh, that were worth uh, hacking, you know, and, and so for example, MTHFR, which, uh, is one of the more, uh, important 
uh, mutations uh, to consider, to understand. Um, and basically though, that's the MTHFR is, is really key for basically understanding how well, to your point, you're, you're able to heal and detoxify. And, um, and so the MTHFR is, is definitely one of the first important ones. And I had one of those. And so there are, you know, specific supplements that you can take, uh, different forms of, uh, for example, like, uh, methyl B12 form, uh, uh, is a uh, specific type of B12 that can help to optimize that particular gene to work more effectively. And so I kind of go through and talk about my experience of, of, uh, learning about my genetic mutations in the book. Uh, but I, I ironically also had a genetic mutation for vitamin D. So it was crazy. My vitamin D levels, my serum levels, so serum meaning I got a blood test and my like, sh like short-term like reserves of, are, are denoted as your ser serum levels, S-E-R-U-M. Um, that's what you would see if you got like a standard vitamin D test mm -hmm. from like say Quest Diagnostics, right? Mm -hmm. Then you can also... Uh, so I, I learned um, that I had a, uh, a genetic mutation for my uh, for the vitamin uh, D receptor. So I wasn't able to uh, like fully process vitamin D as well as someone else that may not have had that mutation. And so um, that just increased the importance of me getting you know proper properly timed sunlight outside and also you know the occasional supplementation from the right source. So, so that, you know, that, those are a few personal mutations that, that I learned, but, but I, um, in that experience, I also learned that there are, um, uh, I mean, 23 me, you know, is a couple hundred bucks. I, I don't know the exact cost of it now, but there are cheaper ways to, to, to understand maybe like the more important genes to understand, to, to understand personally. Um, for example, like you can also go to like different blood testing companies, like, uh, SpectraCell. SpectraCell is one that I work a lot with. And uh, you can order specific uh, genetic testings from them. The MTHFR, you can order from them. Uh, the APOE, so the uh, APOE uh, genetic test, which shows how well you're able to process cholesterol and potentially like high fat diets. Mm -hmm. So the APOE gene is important for people and considering like, oh, if I'm going to like want to go high fat ketogenic diet, like, is this good for my genes or is it not? Like, mm. so, so those are, those are um, some that you can order on your own, on their own, or you can just get all your data from 23andMe, upload it to a third party and then understand which ones you have like hetero or homozygous mutations on. Um, and yeah, so, so that it might be a little daunting for people if they're just now considering to maybe, you know, wonder about how they go about, you know, hacking their genetics. Uh, Dr. Amy Yaskow is someone who I have learned a lot from and researched from. Uh, she's one of the top leaders in, in, um, in the genetic field and has written a few books on it and, and, uh, I definitely recommend uh, people looking into to her work in terms of making sense of and responding to their own, you know, genetic makeup. Uh, have you heard of her or have you, have you, um, what, what's your experience? I with, haven't, I yeah, haven't. No. How do you yeah. spell her last name? Yeah. Yeah. Scout. Yeah. Um, it is, uh, 
So it's Amy, A-M-Y, and I believe it's uh, Y-A-S-K-O. Yeah. DrAmyYasko.com. Okay. So she talks a lot about the methylation cycle, um, right, which is this biochemical pathway that basically allows us to – it manages and, and is responsible for, like, a wide array of different like important bodily functions is, is the uh, methylation cycle. And mm -hmm. she's, she's done a lot of great work about uh, on that topic. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's been more of looking at how to support estrogen detox as well as um, dopamine support and getting caffeine out of my system. Cause I've realized that as much as I might love the taste and the high of coffee at times, it just does not work well in my body most of the time. Mm. And, um, but it's been super interesting. And it was funny because I actually had some dim that I had bought for estrogen detox support that I just never used. And then I saw my testing. I was like, oh, oh, this is actually be really useful. Um, so I've been plugging that in and, and really just, you know, looking at the, the lowest hanging fruit, um, making sure there are no, you know, gross, uh, deficiencies in anything and yeah it's been cool and I, up here in in uh, Canada there's now companies that are doing um, cannabis genetic testing so they're comparing your genes with first of all whether um, whether you should even have cannabis at all which for some people is a big no if they have you know uh, schizophrenia and stuff like that predispos predispositions but then for people where, you know, they can work with cannabinoids, it's uh, apparently, and I haven't actually done it yet, but apparently it can tell you sort of what strains or kinds of strains to look to and get really mm -hmm. customized that way. So I'm just, you know, excited and always, always wanting to uh, stay, um, you know, in the loop when it comes to these things and sort of put myself through the experimentation before I share and advise with people. Um, so I just find it really, really interesting. Um, for sure. Yeah. Well, I, I, I had not heard about the customization around genes and, and different cannabinoids uh, with different strains and of cannabis that I'd definitely be interested in learning more about that. Um, you know, um, of course, I live in one of the recreational legal states of Colorado. Mm -hmm. uh, and and so, you know, there's um, I, I'm, I'm mindful around my use. Um, there I, I like to uh i like I, I i like to more than anything i like components of cannabis such as cbd right cbd by itself which mm -hmm. um it has so many health benefits uh <laughs> and performance benefits too in terms of mm -hmm. you know, activating the in the this endogenous cannabinoid system in our brain for like lateral and creative thinking um, but it can create, as you probably know, a trickle down effect and anti-inflammatory, um, anti-nausea, anti-pain, like a, a, lots of, I mean, I love it for deep sleep as well, you know? So, um, so that's, um, that's really cool. I'd love to hear some more info on that. If you want to pass that, uh, yeah. pass that on to me, that'd yeah, be cool. Totally. Take a look totally. at it. Totally. And I'll put um, in the show notes. And perfect. For people listening, all the show notes are going to be over at the blog. So it's brianhardy.ca forward slash TJ. And we'll have links to all the books and authors and references and things that we've talked about so far. And as we begin to wrap up, 
I want to ask you what is what comes to mind when you hear the words redefining reality what comes to mind when i hear the words or heart or gut redefining reality um well um the idea of redefining something might beg the question like is there a current like reality I'm living in that might not be um, true or, you know, uh, empowering or like fully explored. And, and so if there's a value in wanting to like change the definition of how that reality is seen or related to uh, in my life, then, then, uh, then that's, that can be an empowering experience. So for redefining, Reality, I think it's this, this, this inspired opportunity to consistently attune to the moment and just our overall life experience and stage of life and uh, to check in with ourselves and, and the realities that we are living and, 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 and to make sense of those, to relate with those, and then potentially evolve uh beyond and so um yeah <laughs> i dig it i dig it yeah good good question though man and and uh, uh i love the title and i love oh, what about you what 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 are what about you for that yeah i mean for me it is really just okay what are we being called towards and and where are you know, where are the boundaries that we've perceived and how do we continue to expand through them and, um, you know, yeah. create the future that we know is possible, but that is not currently being reflected uh, to us by our external circumstances. Definitely. A hundred percent, man. I love it. And, uh, you know, part one of the intentions of the book is to uh, empower people to become their own health coach. Right. And, and I'm all about like having people build their own holistic healthcare team, getting a great, great coach, great doc, you know, uh, you name it. And, and, but this idea that we can create our own future, that we can create the state of health, both on command and in the future, uh, that we desire is such an empowering, uh, place to come from. And, and so I, I love, uh, love the work you're doing here, Brian. And, and, um, yeah, I'm excited to share this book with your community and, and, and I'm glad that you, the book's already resonated with you. And, and uh, yeah, I can also, um, we can, I can include uh, if people who are interested in, you know, starting to read up on it a little bit or like checking it out. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's on Amazon right now. Of course, the official launch is in uh, June 19th, but I, I've got, uh, I've got it up on my website as well. I'm sure you'll include it in the show notes, but healthhackerbook.com. Uh, so it's all about what what it means to become a health hacker in our own lives. Um, and so healthhackerbook.com. And I, I can also include for your community, if they want to read up on it early before they grab a book, um, chapter one. So um, uh, I got some uh, free goodies I can share with people if, if uh, they're interested. So chapter one is called Goodbye Sick Care, Hello Self-Care. Your yes. health is in your hands. 
Mm. So that's how I kick it off. Um, and, and that's a juicy one for sure. I love it, man. I love it. And before we wrap, I got a couple of other quick things. Um, Bring it on, man. What is one thing you are currently or have recently let go of? Uh, uh, one thing or something I'm currently letting go of. Um, I would say I am letting go of uh, <laughs> man this is a there's a there's a lot i'm trying to pick this one um uh i would say letting go of uh uh the need to um get mad at my puppy when i know he's just being a puppy and i can <laughs> love him and hold him and know that he's eight, he's an eight month Bernese mountain dog and and uh, mm. you know, when he's when he's chewing on me or barking or just being a nuisance that i can just let go of you know judgment and any angst that i have towards him <laughs> mm. yeah it's <laughs> a tough one man because uh, i've definitely uh I've done my fair share of yelling at him and, <laughs> and, uh, but it's definitely something I'm wanting to let go of more. Yeah, man. I think pets are oftentimes some of our greatest teachers, truly. And, uh, a hundred percent. Wicked, wicked. And then one last question. All right. Oh, <laughs> one last, one last. Oh, I'll I, you go. I lost you there. Hold on. Uh, literally my puppy just jumped on me and he unplugged the, the, <laughs> the, the headphones. So oh, that literally man. just happened. So it could have been timed any better. <laughs> oh, it's too perfect. Yes. Too perfect. Yeah. So that any other questions or did you have Yeah. Just that, uh, what might be three aside from your book, which we're definitely going to point people towards, and which uh, is just, it's, it's so well balanced. And I mean, like you said, you've got stuff about, about building your own health team. You've got stuff, examples of your fitness plan, um, the nootropics you dive into, genetics you dive into. It's like for people that are just getting into, you know, the health and biohacking movement, it's really a fantastic intro. And, but not just, a, it's not a, a surface scratcher either. It's like it dives deeper into some of these things. So yeah, yeah. definitely going to point people towards that. Um, but th if you had to share three other resources, these could be documentaries, books. I mean, you've already mentioned a couple. It could be those um, that have been just really insightful or that you might direct folks to that are really vibing with the conversation. You bet. Um, so... Um, one is uh, what I meant. One of the things, the topics I mentioned in the book, which is um, heart rate variability. So HRV, mm. uh, I'm a big fan of uh, heart math. So I have their inner balance, which attaches your earlobe and uh, measures your HRV, your heart rate variability, which is an overall, uh, it's like one of the core metrics for measuring your, your uh, emotional resilience, how you respond to stress and, and how you can really practice on honing in the mind and mm -hmm. the breath to influence the, the heart rate. And uh, so, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of them. Um, 
sauna space. I'm a big fan. So we talked about detoxification earlier, right? So uh, one of the core ways to detox um, is to experience the healing power of sauna, and not just any sauna. Um, saunas are great um, for a lot of reasons, not the least of which is that it allows for an environment most of the time to uh, allow you to shift to a uh, from um, sympathetic to parasympathetic, so fight or flight to rest and digest. And we can't fully detox and heal unless we are in that rest and digest state. And so, uh, yes, you can sweat and get a workout and uh, and move your body, but a lot of times during physical fitness, you know, uh, you're you're still in the fight or flight mode. But when you're just sitting and chilling and sweating in a sauna um that uh, unlocks so much healing so i actually purchased a sauna recently i'm a big fan of uh, sauna space the company is sauna space they have a low emf portable uh full spectrum near infrared uh pocket sauna that i have in my one bedroom apartment here in boulder colorado mm. and and it, they use incandescent light bulbs so um, not LED, incandescent, and high wattage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, looking into the, the power of, of sauna, even if that's just like, you know, finding a sauna in your local community or investing in one and having it in your own house, mm-hmm. um, it's, uh, it's amazing for recovery and relaxation and, and detoxification. So those would be, that would be two. And then I would just say as a last resource is to um, uh, walk more. I think our culture has lost the sight of just going on walks. When we get off this podcast, uh, I'm going to take my puppy on a walk, get some sunshine and fresh air and mm. leave my, leave my phone in, in my place. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> those are a couple hacks I'd suggest. Thank you, man. Those are fantastic. Great reminders. Great reminders. You bet. And I just want to take some time and just thank you for coming on and for the work. I know, I mean, I can't even imagine, I haven't written a book yet, but I can imagine it's a lot of work and a lot of stress and hustle and dedication to distill down, you know, your, your breadth of experience and knowledge into something that's approachable and practical and ultimately useful for people. Um, So I just want to thank you for that. And just for who you are, man, you're such a genuine guy. Uh, very open-hearted, very fun, playful, but also, you know, uh, well-read and well-researched and grounded in the work. So it's been mm. a pleasure to connect. I look forward to connecting. Um, I believe this this weekend at Paleo FX, you'll be there as well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate the kind words, Brian. I really you know, do appreciate you seeing me and appreciating me for that. Um, you know, the playfulness and the groundedness and that, yeah, I just, you know, I, I got, I've got a full range at times and and sometimes, you know, um, it's, it's, it can be judged and other times it can be celebrated. So I appreciate you celebrating me and for, I'm honored to be on this podcast and to be with you and call you a friend and, and work in the same space with you to, help uplift and amplify the the health of our world. So yeah, we're going to rock out at Paleo FX for sure. That's it. That's it. And for everybody listening, definitely check out TJ's stuff. Um, 
You can find the book at healthhackerbook.com. Again, this will all be linked up in the show notes at brianhardy.ca forward slash TJ. And uh, I mean, you've got some big names on the back of this book. You got Dave Asprey, you got JJ Virgin, Ben Greenfield. These are some heavy hitters in the, uh, in the space. So well done on that, my friend, and well done on this work that you've put together. And uh, yeah, I hope that this can, you know, get it in the hands of more people. Health. Yeah, brother. Health. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> sweet, okay. Sweet. Well, you enjoy that walk. Give your puppy some love for me. And, uh, I'll be seeing you within a few days. This is going to be great. My first time in Austin. I'm stoked. Sweet. Awesome. Thanks, Brian. I can't wait to hang with you and looking forward to hearing how this episode resonated with people. So um, rock on. Keep doing great work. Likewise. Such a pleasure. And for everybody listening, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for caring and, you know, paying attention and doing the work and, uh, you know, if this has inspired you, share it with somebody, pay it forward, and uh, reach out to TJ or myself if you have questions or if something struck a chord because that's why we're here and that's why we do what we do. Amen, amen. Okay, be well and chat soon. All the best. Thank you for listening, my friends. You know what to do. If you appreciated this episode, head on over to iTunes, give this podcast a subscription, a rating, and a review. It helps so much with getting more people to find the show, to tune into the show, and to potentially change their lives because of the information and the guests that we have on. So that would be so much appreciated. Until next time, love your life and keep redefining reality. Between the love that we lead and the one that we pray for Give us balance on the past, said there's no need to ask for more Between the love that we seek and the love that's already there Now let it soften my soul and focus my stare I said this life got me by the heart, said it's in our vice Not too proud to go and seek advice When I know that I really ain't knowing nothing at all Perhaps I do Made a transition and I finally got a clue But I ain't got a clue on what to do When I'm sitting and waiting and forming a plan When I'm taking my life in my hands Said that I am worthy No matter what they say, I have purpose When I'm following my dharma and I serve this Well, this is what I'm aiming for Everything I need And all that I am grateful for And this is where we find out how to live Make me the trees and I swear that I'll give Everything I can to keep air in your lungs Truth on your tongue, the work is never done
Collecting my soul and focus my stare Yeah, I almost lost hope But I didn't Had to learn things the hard way To cope with the mission Sometimes it seems so far away And the vision that I followed Didn't play out how I saw it But the message and the lesson Manifested in the knowledge That my love is a palette Groovy and colorful My love is in spirit Physical and tangible This love is worthy But it's gonna take some work If you're willing and available There's things that we could learn Between what comes naturally And what you gotta work for Beneath all that that lies The beauty that you live for Believe in the treasures That we all seem to dig for Deep ninja health Buddha You were made to transform So go on with your bad self Put you back in do it. Go on with your higher self, sweat and blood, prove it. If you want it, you can have it. Pay your dues, witness magic. Wrap it up in a package. Give it back to the masses. I said the word. 